Hello, Four Sober Chicks podcast listeners. We are Heather, Meredith, Dana, and Tracy, four women recovering out loud. We gather here from around the world to discuss all things related to alcohol addiction, sobriety, and various paths to recovery. We get real about the highs, the lows, and the amazing reality of living a sober life. This podcast is a creative collaboration by women, for women, and for anyone who supports women. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Four Sober Chicks. This is Tracy, and I am... um, I am here with Heather, Meredith, and Dana. And tonight we have a really cool episode. Um, you know, we're wrapping up season two and we had over 26 episodes in season two, I think 27 total. And out of those 27, we hosted 18 amazing people. Some were sober, all of them supported sober women in recovery. And uh, tonight we wanted to just look back and talk about some of our favorites. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Meredith. Awesome. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so after going through all of the guests, I mean, it was actually, in my opinion, kind of hard to just pick a couple because um, I feel like there was such an aha moment for every every single guest. Um, and I feel, I mean, that's just it's amazing. You think you have recovery kind of nailed and then we have someone on and you're like, wow, yeah, that's <laughs> totally right. But the two that I wanted to focus on, uh, first one is Charles. And then the second one was Kristen, both for completely different reasons. Charles first, because he was our so far one and only male um, that we've had on the podcast and to have such a different male perspective while also having, again, so many common threads when it came to addiction. Um, It doesn't discriminate, male, female, old, young. Um, So that was a a really cool episode to me. And he really turned his pain into his passion, uh, which he coaches people now. Um, He's actually someone that Heather, Dana, and I met um, when we were doing our recovery coaching uh, program and he just stuck out. He's so articulate, so calm. He has that voice that is just, it kind of just makes you very calm. Um, so from the minute I met him virtually, I knew that he was a really, a really cool guy. But once we actually heard his story, um, and really what he's done to overcome, um, and again, that, that male perspective for me was, was really cool because, I could relate on some stuff, but then there was other stuff that I, I couldn't. Um, but it was so awesome to hear that perspective. So with that being said, I think hopefully we should have more men interviews. Mm, I agree. Um, and then my second was Kristen. Um, I feel like that girl at such a young age, she had to get sober at 17. So that to me, I mean, I didn't get sober until in my thirties, which it had escalated pretty bad, but for her to have the mental clarity that she knew she needed to quote unquote, get sober that age, um, is mind blowing to me. And it's also something that I pray to God every day catches on 
with our younger generation, the, the youth. I really hope that they maybe have seen what us old people have done and they don't want to do it. They're more health conscious. Um, they're more, I, I, in my opinion, powerful. They have so much more knowledge at the tip of their, like in the palm of their hand um, when it comes to um, really starting to figure out maybe I do have a problem. You know, they can really tap into sober curious things and stuff like that. So like just to see that generation and what she's doing to the younger kids um, where she's going and she's talking like that's her job is to really kind of divert hopefully divert kids paths from a really bad path into the I don't want to I don't want or need to feel like I have to be altering my reality or getting drunk or getting high or whatever the case may be because there's so much stuff that is so readily available to kids um, this day and age that I think that she's making an absolute huge, huge impact. Um, I know she, I agree. I, she made a huge impact on me uh, when we interviewed her for sure. And her maturity just blew me away. And I actually cried during that episode. And that was the only, I think only episode where I actually cried. And I don't, I think it's just, I'm so impressed with her generation and my daughter is part of that generation. So it's, their maturity level is just insane. But what Kristen, the choices she made, the the things that she recognized and then took action, uh, made the changes and then and then giving it back and doing it in such an influential way to her peers. You know, it's it's not like us, like if, you know, I'm in my 40s, upper 40s speaking to teenagers. This is actually someone that looks like them that is where they are right now. It's just it blew my mind away. And so I think I, have that to agree. Was, She's... I think that was one of the biggest things that hit me was I saw my kid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm old enough to be her yeah. mom. <laughs> um, yeah. So really kind of taking that aspect, I think that that was why it impacted me so much was because she could be the age of one of our kids. And for her to be making that decision at that age is just mind blowing to me. I think for her, her story re resonated because I was her, you know, I lost my mother at a very young age to suicide. I lived in that chaos. I struggled with mental health. I actually got sober the first time at 15, oh, 16, we'll call it really 16. Um, and I was sober for two years. And I just, you know, what we, what's available now, what she tapped into, what the resources she has, um, they just weren't there or they weren't as readily available. I know they were there, but they weren't as readily available. And so I think it's just such an absolute blessing that this conversation is happening. She's a part of it, that everyone has so much more access to uh, recovery and to understanding what that is. And I don't know whether it would change, would have changed my path. I mean, that I can't go back, but I, I really resonated with her origin story and then was really impressed with what she did with it, you know? Um, and then Charles just has this, I mean, he helped us get started. Like he's such a generous person and like such a generous spirit. And, um, you know, he's just always cheering us on. And I think, um, you know, to have someone in your corner like that, when we started this, not knowing at all what we were doing um, was 
it was really cool. So I love that we had him on. It was very full, uh, very full circle kind of moment. So. For sure. And and hopping on the, the Charles bus, um, I, I was struggling a little bit, you know, a couple of months ago and I, I called him. I'm like, I need, I, because of that calming voice, I'm like, just tell me I'm not insane. Just, just talk me off the ledge a little bit and I'll be okay. And he, that's what he did. And he's just, he's, he's just an amazing person. And, um, his gentleness and his calmness, like you said, Meredith is, um, something that I think really helps him be successful because it resonates with people and people can trust him and people feel that they can just, they can, they can just confide in him and, and get the help that they need. Um, and with Kristen, I feel like she's an old soul, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the things that she had gone through at such a young age and pulled herself out of, and then is giving back to this community at such a young age is incredible to me. Um, and with such poise and what, with such generosity and, and curiosity, like she is curious and she is hungry to help these kids. Um, and it, it shows, it shows in every, every step of her story and every word she speaks. Yeah. Amazing. That's my shout out for Charles and Kristen. Who wants to go next? That is. I think Tracy put me on the spot next. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dana, tell us your favorite. Um, I went with the H's. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to Hallie and to Hillary. Um, those two, uh, you know, I, I brought them on for the, the interviews and things and, and they just are amazing people. Um, Hallie Edelman did the uh, documentary, uh, Our American Family, which was actually done here in my neck of the woods in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, and she's a philanthropist. She's not a sober person. She did not have issues with alcohol. Um, but she's giving back to this community um, and other communities as well. And I think um, having those allies, those important allies and, um, you know, in, in the right spaces um, to be able to get the message out is really, really important for all of us. Um, and she's also a children's book writer. So I think that's really cool too. That's <laughs> um, very and that's cool. What's yeah, that's what sparked the whole thing in the first place. Um, so she was also an executive producer on the um, the social dilemma as well. So talk about addictions. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be anything else, you know, and, and that proved it really um, terrifyingly well. <laughs> so every time I think of that documentary, I think of the little, the three little dots where you're just waiting for the person to respond. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and Hillary Phelps, I mean, you know, she was dealing with having a five-year-old in the background and trying to have this intense, intimate conversation with the four of us. And she pulled it off just, um, lovely as ever. And her story resonated, I think with a lot of people, um, you know, you don't, you, she had a budding career in swimming and, and all of that. And it, and it got, you know, really messed up with the addiction that she had. And, um, 
you know, and she's also now speaking out. She didn't speak out for a long time. Like she's 16 years sober and she came out with her sobriety 15 years later <laughs> um, when she was finally comfortable when finally somebody said, you know, maybe you should tell your story. And now she's like this huge advocate in the community um, and is also a spokesperson for Ashley addiction um, in Maryland in the US. So I think both of their stories um, on different sides of the spectrum for, for the sober community and the recovery community is very important. Yeah, I know I resonated a lot with Hillary. I'm, I'm from Maryland, the same area. I was, um, you know, partying it up like us teenagers would do. And and I found that I related a lot with her story as well. And and I, I, I too, it, it's just a, it's an inspiration when someone's ready to share their story and then they, then, and when they do and how they can make changes, it's just remarkable. I loved what Hillary, yeah, for sure. I loved when Hillary was talking about like one of the reasons why she was sharing her story and realizing that like, if you impact one woman, you impact the whole community, you know? And like, um, I mean, that's the case, right? Where we are as women, a lot of us are kind of very much the holders of community. And so I think this is kind of what the beauty of what we do is, is that recovering out loud has this ability to impact so many people, not to say that men who recover out loud don't have the ability to impact in the same way. But I think that that community nature of women is different, right? We, we, in, and that's kind of this incredibly powerful tool. Um, and also a lot of women in sobriety have been hidden you know, like, and, um, and marginalized. And so our voices are really important now. And then for Hallie, you know, what she did, the way she tells a story, the way she helped this family tell this incredible story um, was really, really beautiful and very powerful. And I, I really respected the way that she honored them and didn't want to make it this overly sensationalized things she really took care of the family and is very invested in them and um I really love that about her and I actually connected her with a friend of mine who still works at the domestic violence agency that I I worked at and she donated a whole bunch of things for their children's program the children's books um which uh way to um way past books so way past angry way past sad um and she has this these beautiful books about like how to express emotions, you know, and like, isn't that for me, that's what I was trying to avoid dealing with emotions. So like, I love that it's a different way that even she's combating things that like lead to addiction, you know, in a different way, helping kids have tools to express themselves because no one helped me have tools to express myself in a way that wasn't, was healthy. So I, they were Absolutely. great guests. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so for Hillary, I think my biggest takeaway for her was that you never know. Like, you never know who is struggling with what. Um, you know, and, and she did keep quiet for a really long time. But I do feel like, and it's the same reason, kind of what you just said, Heather, 
the reason why we're recovering out loud is if we can help one person, it was worth it. Like it was beyond worth it. But I also feel like that sober movement is definitely here. And the more voices that can be heard, the more stories that can be told is really what is impacting people to kind of take a step back and really evaluate where their relationship lies with alcohol. And I shouldn't say just alcohol, anything um, that you can become addicted to. So I feel like not only her coming out 15 years later, it was the perfect time um, because I feel like that momentum had started. And I mean, I see her all over social media, um, constantly on different platforms, different articles, different podcasts. And that is, that's, that's her thing, which I think is absolutely huge. Um, she, the quote that I'm looking at right now, she said that she started experimenting with drugs and alcohol in eighth grade. That's a very young age. Um, my kids are freshmen and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> what are we doing? You know? Um, <clears throat> so again, painting that reality of, you don't know, like you don't know when people are struggling. Um, Hallie, I have like a, two pages of notes on her. Um, and I think a lot of it was because of her passion for this arena. And she herself is not a victim of this arena. Does that make sense? Like she's not an alcoholic. She is not, you know, I, I kind of remember her saying she did have family members, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But herself has, she's never been in addiction, but she's so immersed into the world of recovery and really into shining that light um, that I, I mean, I was just mind blown because, and then the social dilemma, she said that I was like, oh my God, that was the most terrifying thing. Uh, a long time. Um, but then um she said the first part of healing is being vulnerable to pulling back the curtain of reality. And that's exactly what she did with her documentary is she was pulling back this veil of very raw, real and kudos to the family for airing all of their stuff um, mm -hmm. out there. You know, that takes a lot of courage um, to bring the world alongside of you and your family troubles. Um, but how impactful, um, was, was that? I, I mean, I can't say enough for it. If you have not watched it, I highly encourage you to find it online and watch it because it is heartbreaking. It is emotional. It is joyous. I mean, it has all the feels, but it is just so raw and real um that it it makes you take a step back for sure yeah her compassion i was I, i'm impressed with her compassion i think she just met uh the woman that she is that right she just knew her and they just started talking yeah yeah heather how about you what guests so um okay i love them all 
I really like, I agree with what Meredith said. Everybody has something amazing. Um, so Don Nickel, who is the co-founder of She Recovers had, for me, has had such a profound effect on my life. She's actually um, why I decided, how I started to become a recovery coach. You know, I was looking at going back into the field and reached out to her. And I remember scheduling a meeting and she got on the Zoom call and I had, I just, sometimes I do things. I have ADHD. Sometimes I'm a little impulsive and I just do things. And so I didn't know anything about the organization. And so I did not anticipate having a Zoom call with one of the co-founders. And that's, that kind of is exactly who she is. She's very approachable. She cares about all of the women that are, are part of what she refers to as the accidental movement for, um, and she truly is engaged in a way, her and her daughter, Taryn, that has created this sober women's movement um, that was initially just small sharing circles and then blew up into this online platform with COVID. Um, and there are thousands of women that are impacted now by this accidental movement twice daily meetings. And one of the things that I love so much about their platform about She Recovers, what they've created is that we're all recovering from something. It's a very inclusive community. Everyone is welcome. Everyone who struggles with any of the things, right? Like one of the parts of that sometimes don't resonate with me with 12 step is that it's like, um, I'm having, my problem is with alcohol. My problem is not with alcohol. My problem is with my emotions and my thoughts and my life and my trauma and my, all my things. And I use alcohol or food or work or men or whatever it is, you know? And so that idea that we're all recovering from something and that all different types of pathways to recovery are valued is really, really important. And that inclusivity um, is so key. And um, I've been part of this organization now. I don't know, COVID stole my ability to tell time across a continuum. It could be <laughs> two days, it could be seven years, I don't know. Um, three years, maybe. Um, and I've just seen, you know, just the incredible healing that happens. Um, and so yeah, so so Don Nickel was a big, a big one for me. Um, and the other person that really I loved her interview was uh, Martha Car uh, Carucci. I'm going to get that. Um, who <clears throat> wrote Sober Tees and Sober Tees 2, which, you know, she started out as a blog, writing a blog. So, you know, she was a little bit different because as soon as she decided to seek recovery, she recovered out loud and really started to create this blog and write about all of these things, much kind of like what we're doing with our podcast, you know, talking about these different aspects. Well, she wrote about them. And um, and it really spoke to people uh, that were getting sober or were sober and normalized this process. And I love what she talks about the power of choice. And this this concept and hearing her talk about it was very had a, it it shifted something. I really loved this idea, and I and it was nice to think about it in a in a way I hadn't thought about it before. Um, you know, 
addiction sometimes takes away what you perceive as possible choice, but we all have choices. Um, it may just be harder to access them, but we do all have choices. And when you make the first right one, then you make another right one, then you make it, you know, it, it becomes literally a power of choice, you know, and it just starts with one little thing. Um, and I think there's so much hope in that, that we can overcome just by making small little, you know, changes or, you know, um, and having some power in that. And, um, and, you know, she was just such a warm and lovely person to talk to. And, 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 and I think is, you know, probably why her book and her, her uh, blog were so powerful and so popular is because she's a great storyteller. You know, she's very engaging. So I really enjoyed that interview as well. So those are my two. Yeah. I love it. They both brought an authenticity to, to our podcast to light. I mean, Dawn for me, was just this power woman. Like I want to aspire to be that, you know, with what she has done professionally as well. And how she's done it, it was just all inspiring. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. It really is. But what I love, yeah, but what I love about both of those guests was that they used, um, they used their sobriety or, or sobriety to, to inspire their passion, their creativity. And I think we found that with a lot of our guests, you know, um, but it's just, it's just, it's amazing. Cause that's, that's something that I, that happened to me in my sobriety. It, it ignited my creativity again, you know? So kudos to them. Absolutely. So who are your two? Thank you. My two. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think my two both, uh, didn't come into, well, what the sobriety because they were alcoholics. Uh, I think that they, you know, they are truly like supporting the sober community when, when they were not, uh, the alcoholic or the, you know, the abuser. And, uh, that would be Kim from sober is the new cool. And then Dana, who was the amazing supporting spouse. And I know in, um, in our own challenges, uh, we have family and we have loved ones. And I think I, I can only put myself in their shoes because I had a mother who was an addict. So like, I know what it feels like to deal with, with an addict and then besides myself, and then you have this unconditional love for them. Right. Um, that was a mother and child, but here we have, and Kim was a mother. I mean, and that's why she became sober. She chose her, her son had some disease that he could not drink. And so to make him feel normal, to make him feel cool as a teenager, she decided to stop drinking too with him and from that it just inspired her to create this amazing online community where she made sober is cool and or sober is the new cool and and that's just like on so many levels for me as a mother um as a giver as an as a creative it's just it's just phenomenal it you know it just really touched my heart and i i and i and I love her branding too. So I think, I think she's just doing it an amazing, amazing. And it's all, like we said, it's from her heart and you can just see that. Dana really, really impressed me because I think, you know, I was married. I think the three of you have spouses and, you know, I think sometimes in recovery, a lot of times it's about us and it should be, but just to think of what they go through and, and how 
gracefully or not gracefully they handle it. Um, it was just remarkable for me to meet someone like that and to hear their story. And I believe, and you guys can comment, like the podcast that they created together from the two different perspectives. I mean, just wow. Just wow. And she, they recorded every day. Every day was like a 15 minute recording. And they did that, I think, for three years until they finally like ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> It was, their, well, it was almost like their mini therapy sessions, right? And they thought, okay, well, let's record them and see where it goes. And they would talk about everything, you know, and they, they would bring it to the table. And I, you know, I got to hand it to them because I don't know if I could do that with my staff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what vulnerability, you know, and, yeah. and, um, and they did it as a team. So that's, that's really remarkable. But again, knowing the importance of what that can light in someone else you know what I mean like that's that's why we all do this is we are hopeful that we can affect the decision to continue in your addiction just a little bit like and that like I said if we can do that to one person awesome but it's all about getting those stories out and helping people at the end of the day absolutely and I know as we're as we were reviewing season two and we were talking about season three, you know, that was one of the things that we, we talked about, you know, why do we do this podcast? You know, mm -hmm. why is this important to us? And I think all unanimously, we all, we all said it's because we want to help some, we want to help people mm -hmm. yep. and that helps That's us in our recovery. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I just want to say that like, I am so incredibly proud of this season of what we've accomplished as a team. Um, I think this season we recorded over the span of a year uh, because I had to start labeling things with the year because I was getting to duplicate months. Um, and, you know, we're just literally four chicks putting this together with the helps of our, you know, family and friends and, and, um, we don't have a team aside from, you know, this. And I think that we maybe don't reflect on how incredible that is, um, what we're putting together and what we're putting out there. And, you know, some days it really feels like work, but on most of the days it doesn't. I, I'm so incredibly motivated when I hear or meet someone new who's done, is doing something amazing with their sobriety and it's changing the world and they're in their way. And, um, and just having these amazing conversations, but, you know, I want to thank each and every one of you, uh, for being a part of this and, um, because this is really incredible what we're doing and, um, it's been, it's been fun. It has been, it has it been, been. And been in, in, what is it in September? We had over 10,000 downloads. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes, we gotta celebrate that's, that. that's amazing. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, if one person stays sober, then that's definitely, I want to personally thank all of you. Uh, this is my first season. You asked me to be a part of it. So I feel so special hosting this, uh, this episode. And I am so excited about season three. Um, the lineup's exciting and, um, and yeah, let's just keep, uh, experience, uh, sharing our experience, strength and hope and, and, and staying open-minded 
which is another thing I love about our podcast. I think we come from uh, different perspectives and we can bring that and we're open to any and all kinds of recovery. So ladies, thank you so much. And um, I'll see you in season three. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you and wish you the best on your sober adventures. For more information and details on upcoming episodes, check us out on YouTube or Instagram at 4SoberChicks. That's number 4SoberChicks. We welcome your feedback and look forward to being with you on the next episode.